And welcome, Hoosier fans, to this week's edition of Banner Monday, where we begin the week the best way we know how by talking Indiana basketball and Big Ten hoops. To, uh, a few quick housekeeping notes off the top. Um, keep supporting our friends at Homefield uh, Apparel, homefieldapparel.com. Use the promo code ASSEMBLY20 and get a discount on your orders. Secondly, if you want to uh, support your local food banks, go to foodpantries.org backslash or feedingamerica.org. Um, America is in the middle of a lot of lost jobs, and we can do what we can do to help people um, find some food and find some comfort uh, in a tough time. And and third, uh, before we get to our show, is um, we saw Anthony Leo and Jordan Geronimo move in uh, to their their new uh, place of residence, uh, and they were wearing a mask. And we saw former Indiana baseball coach tweet out, um, Tracy Smith about wearing a mask so that fall sports can return. I know it's a very controversial item in America, but Coach Tonsoni is a proud mask wearer. And the reason that I wear a mask is so that I can protect my family, my friends, the students in my classroom, and fellow people in my community uh, when I go out. I also wear a mask uh, which is secondary to health so that maybe sports can come back as soon as possible if we can control the spread. So Coach Tonsoni is a mask wearer. You can do that with that, whatever you choose. Um, We're all in this together, and uh, let's look forward to a good discussion here with um, our good friend Mike DeCourcy, uh, who I'm pleased to welcome in from the Big Ten Network, the Sporting News and Fox, and he's one of the hardest-working Men in college hoops, even when there is no college hoops to cover, uh, it is Mike DeCourcy. Mike, how are you doing uh, this afternoon? I'm doing very well, Brian. And believe me, I am a mask wearer as well. I'm not saying everybody needs to wear it like when they take a walk around the neighborhood as long as they avoid their neighbors. You can walk outside and you're fine, but you go into a store, you should be wearing a mask because I want college hoops next fall. I mean, losing March was honestly traumatic for me and i've had 30 i've had 32 of them and 30 30 of them ending in the final four imagine if you're one of the players who hasn't had any uh like the kids at penn state or the kids at rutgers or was trying to get to the final four uh like the kids at michigan state whoever Uh, i want it next year man we can't have another year like this past one so wear a mask Let's all let's all be really in this together. I mean, instead of trying to fight one. Well said. And and recently, you were part of a twenty-four member committee. If I did my research right, on voting for an all uh, Big Ten men's basketball decade all decade team, and um, there, it was quite a quite a team that uh, you and your uh, fellow Big Ten broadcast members put together. And so, our first question before we get into this um, is: What criteria? were you required to use, if any, uh, by the Big Ten uh, media, th- the the network? and Or what was your individual criteria in making the selection? Well, what we were doing, we were given uh, the job of, as it turned out, I did not know this at the time, we were asked to vote for 10 players, first and second team, ranked one through 10. Uh, so obviously the number one would be the player that you would uh, consider uh, first. And so we were asked to do that. And as it turned out, it was a three player team. So I, I didn't know it at the time, but the players who, uh, even though you were only voting for first and second, uh, they accumulated the votes and, and posted a third team. The only, the only, uh, 
directive we were given was to vote for the best players regardless of position. That was it. Uh, so then we were on our own as to what constituted best. And it was it was a challenge because they gave us a list of players that could see, be considered nominees. Now, we were not uh, restricted to that nominee list if, if someone else struck our fancy. Uh, but it was a very long list, and everyone on it was deserving of, of recognition. They were great players. Pretty much everybody that was in there was, was I mean, like a Bryant McIntosh. I wasn't going to put him on one of my teams, but what a, what a transformational player he was at Northwestern. It changed their whole program. Uh, and, and, and I loved him from the first time I saw him play for Northwestern in a, in a road game at Butler. It was in the day of the Big Ten championship game. I guess that would have been around 2012, something like that. And I didn't know anything about him going in. Uh, I might have still even have been living in Indianapolis at the time. I mean, in uh, Cincinnati at the time. So I didn't know of him from his high school days. And just went in there uh, and watched him play against Northwest, against Butler. And right away, you could tell he was special and had a fa- fabulous career. So great player, but no room for him in the top 10 in the, in the decade of, of, uh, of the 2020s, excuse me, the 2010s. Um, you know, the, 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 one of the interesting things for me in, in doing that ballot was in looking at it and having to gauge impact of a player, some of whom played four years, but maybe weren't, I mean, Frank Kaminsky was my number one player and, I know he didn't, he, he didn't, he was redshirt a freshman, wasn't a great player as a, a freshman or sophomore, but what an impact he had. And that ultimately was this deciding factor for me with him. So it, it, a lot of it was impact. Uh, it wasn't about for me at all what they went on to be as professionals. I, that didn't factor in at all for me. I try it, just strictly, what did you do when you were a big 10 player? And so that, you know, I didn't care if you got drafted. I didn't care if you became a great, you know, uh, a three-time NBA champion uh, like Draymond is. I just cared what you did when you were in college. And so that's how I decided to vote. Interesting you said you got to vote for 10 because when I looked at the top, the first two teams, and, and I'll read these off here shortly for our listeners, I, there were really – no complaints. I mean, I, I can't find any of the top 10 and I know that people all voted differently. Um, but the, the next question before we get, um, we, we get into the actual team is the big thing I was looking at was how do you compare different players with different amount of years in the big 10? And, and I do appreciate the fact of impacting winning and the impact on the team. I think that is a, a big thing about college basketball, as opposed to what you did after in the NBA. Um, and so, you know, that's a, that's an interesting thing to look at when we look at these teams. What was the impact? Had a lot of national players of the year on the first team. Um, that's kind of you, – you got to go with that. Um, but how did you personally – how would you go about, um, you know, and Evan Turner only played one year in the decade, but he played three years. He was national player of the year versus uh, a four-year player. Or did that not come into play in your decision-making? In all honesty, I did not vote for Evan. And, I, and, and, you know, if, you, if it had been, okay, the best team since BTN began, uh, like we, which we began in 2007, so the all-BTN team, if it had been that, Evan would have been an automatic first-teamer for me. But as all decade, I'm like, well, okay, so do we start in 2010 or do, do we start in the 2009-10 season? In my head, and maybe I was wrong, 
but I started in 2010. So he played half a year, less than, you know, he played January, February. And if they'd made the final four, then he would have played three months, but I guess he only played two and two thirds months. So I didn't vote for him. I'm glad he made the first team anyway. If, if, so if he fit in the decade, he's a phenomenal player and deserves all the recognition in the world. But I didn't because of that, because he, in my mind, his decade wasn't very long. Uh, that, you know, for the same reason, uh, didn't vote for D'Angelo Russell, to be honest with you. Uh, if they had, again, Ohio State under him had been, if it had been Greg Oden in this decade, I don't care if he, you know, if, if he only played one year. He was the guy that got them to the championship game and nearly got him a victory because he was so dominant. D'Angelo Russell was a great player and a worthy first-team All-American, uh, but only played one year, and... They didn't go deep into the tournament that year. I think they lost in the second round to Arizona, as I remember. So he didn't make my team. Still made the, the – and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying he shouldn't have, but he wasn't one of the players that I selected or would have selected because of that short career. So it, 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 there is that problem of vote. You know, for me, Trey Burke was an easy choice. National player of the year and played in the national championship game. Everything, you know, and, and was outstanding as a freshman as well. So, okay, his career was only two years, but while he was there, he was an extraordinary player and made a huge impact before he departed. So that's how I did it. it you know, what, what did your team, team success mattered? Uh, your team impact mattered. And, you know, if you, even if you only played a couple of years, I mean, Draymond Green only played 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 four years but was only a dominant player for one of them so he still makes the team because his impact in that one year was pretty dramatic and ladies and gentlemen this is why we have mike de on because of the quality of of his selections right there in his his criteria but let's go ahead and read the team so people who have not seen this know first team was trey burke draymond green frank kaminsky evan turner and denzel valentine the second team, Carson Edwards, Ethan Happ, Victor Aladipo, Jared Sullinger, and Cassius Winston. And the third team was Aaron Kraft, Yogi Farrell, Jawan Johnson, Jordan Murphy, D'Angelo Russell, and Caleb Swanigan. And um, Jared, I, we, I was tell, telling Mike off the air that Jared's billing this as a great debate between Coach Tonsoni and Mike DeCourcy, but I, I really couldn't find a whole lot um, – after I went back and did some research, I would encourage everyone to go to the Big Ten Network website. They have great videos explaining um, all of the selections uh, and really uh, showed me a lot that I didn't know prior to uh, uh, getting this assignment. But, Mike, do you, I don't know if you want to or not, and if you don't want to, you don't have to, but do you, would you w- be willing to share who the ten were that you voted for? Yeah, or are you I, not I allowed do to? that. No, no, no. I, you know, honestly, no one ever said that I wasn't, and- um, better for better to ask forgiveness than permission, I guess. Um, you know, what I, what I, instead of giving all 10, what I'd like to do is tell you some of the guys that I voted for that didn't end up either on the team or where I would have had them. Fair enough. And the first sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California lottery. The mega millions jackpot is over 250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player fine. Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over 250 million. 
Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. The first player that I would do that with is Jared Sullinger. I had Jared as a first team pick. And I thought that he, I thought he warranted that. His freshman year was an incredible year. Uh, they were the best team in the country in his freshman year. They, he, he, and he was the reason they were the best team in the country. The, the, I mean, he had great players around him, but he was the dominant reason that they were the best team in the country when he was a freshman. Um, and I thought that he, that, that warranted uh, inclusion. I also voted for Jawan Johnson as a first-teamer, and Jawan wound up on the third team. So those are two guys that I thought merited, you know, really high consideration that did a ton and they both made the team and, and the guys who made it on the first team, I've got no quarrels with them at all, but I thought those two guys uh, deserved a, a spot. Mike, I saw, guy that, I saw you speak. Was it you on the clip of Jawan Johnson? I think in the, uh, was asked to speak about that and, and, could you share with uh, our listeners some of the reasoning for Jawan Johnson? I thought that was really uh, well thought out, uh, why he was uh, selected. Well, one of the things that I said about Jawan is that he's playing with Etwan Moore, who's a pro, and Robbie, who's a pro. And they're still throwing the ball to him, and he's still uh, racking up points. It, to, it, my, my point was to take shots away, away from those guys. You had to be really good. I mean – you had to be really special to wind up getting, you know, getting as many shots as he did and, and, and doing as much offensively as he did for them to want to throw the ball to you, even though it either had to go past Robbie or Etwan or maybe come from those guys. I, mean, he, I thought he was really special as a player. He was very good defensively, although not very physical defensively. He was an excellent help defender as a shot blocker, had great quick feet, uh, played their system well because of that. So all of those things uh, played into him being, like I said, one of the reasons why I had him as a first team choice. I, I don't, as I don't, I don't have any problem with the first team we wound up with right. because it was a really hard choice among the many players that were nominated and the many players that were selected. But I, I thought that Jawan was terrific as a collegian and playing on some terrific teams. Who knows, maybe if they'd had a little bit more success in the tournament and maybe they would have had a little more success in the tournament, if they'd have been a little luckier either with Robbie Hummel's health or, uh, or, or the NCAA tournament draw. But, uh, but he, I thought Juwan had a great career and certainly belonged on, the, on, on this team. Painter would go to that pick and roll with he and Etwan Moore, and he'd go to it six, seven times in a row with a little bit of variety in there um, and just dare people. How are you going to guard? You're going to guard Etwan Moore coming off the ball screen. <laughs> you got to do the pick and pop, or once you guard the pop, you're going to he's going to slip and go to the rim. Uh, that was something uh, as a coach that you pick up uh, watching. How do you call a game? But Jawan Johnson was one of those, and that was one of the ones that I was doubting a little bit when I saw the team, and then when I went and saw the video, which you were a part of, it really explained uh, that he was really uh, he wasn't maybe necessarily the third piece on that team, and that's what makes an all-decade team real interesting uh, to to look at uh, because. Our fans look at it from an Indiana perspective, but continue on with some of the guys that right. uh, that you thought uh, that you uh, voted for and had in different spots. Um, well, second second team, I had Luca Garza, who did not make any team, and I know that he only had one dominant year, 
But goodness gracious, what a year he had this past season. I mean, he was just phenomenal and an overwhelming offensive player and scored at every level. I thought that, you know, I thought there was room for him on, on this team. And, and if I was going to have a guy who, let's say him versus D'Angelo Russell, for instance, uh, D'Angelo only played one year and was a first team All-American. If you want to count out Luca's other couple of years where he was a contributing player uh, as a freshman, especially as a sophomore, uh, if you want to count those out, I mean, Luca's junior year, he was a national player of the year, according to Sporting News. So that's so he got he got a, a pretty high vote from me uh, and didn't wind up on the team. Um, and then, you know, I I also had um, I had Lamar Stevens on my team, on my second team. And I, you know, I, I realized that almost everything that you'd want team-wise from him didn't happen. Now, as a senior, it didn't happen because there was no March. Uh, but as a junior, I, I violated my own personal rule book on voting for awards with him because I thought he was so amazing as a junior. They were, I think they wound up winning seven games. So they were a losing team. They didn't make the tournament, anything like that. Uh, and yet I voted for him for all big 10, all big 10 first team that year, because I just thought he superseded everything and, and lifted them off the deck from to an absolutely abysmal start to being competitive uh, in the, in the final month of the season. And I, again, I, I don't have any problem with anybody that made it over, over Lamar, but I, I, I did, I did favor him being on this because of the impact he had at Penn State. And again, one of those heartbreaking stories from this past season. A lot of worse things happened as a result of COVID nineteen than the NCAA tournament being canceled. But in this, uh, in, you know, in in our realm, uh, losing that tournament cost a lot of young people uh, a lot of dreams, and and I feel bad. I feel as bad for Lamar Stevens as I do for pretty much anybody that missed out on the 2020 NCAA tournament. Do you think that might have played a, a role? And, and do you do you think you mentioned just two players who were current players? Um, the only the most current player here is Carson Edwards, I believe, if I'm looking at it right. Uh, who who left? Uh, Cassius too. Oh, Cassius, Cassius Winston played this this year, which is a given to have him uh, on that. But do you think there might have been uh, just a, not a intentional? bias for uh older players in the decade than than current and and did any the way the season ended kind of fog any of the memory of kind of what went on with some of the current players well i mean i think it it diminished the opportunity for them to put a exclamation point on what they did i mean a cassius uh with two final fours would have been a different candidate uh and i i think it probably like i said it probably impacted him more than anybody because uh, you you look at somebody like uh, like a Lamar Stevens, even though he didn't get to play in the NCAA tournament. If he had, I don't know that any of us thinks it would have been a super long visit. Uh, so I, I look at him as having fulfilled that that mission, even though technically it didn't happen. Uh, you know, he it's like he was an astronaut that was chosen to go to the moon. Uh, and you know, like one of the guys on Apollo 13, you know, he was chosen to go to the moon and he made the trip out to the moon. He just didn't get to put his foot on the moon. So but he still made the trip, you know, kind of like that. 
I have one more general question. Then we need to talk about the Indiana Hoosiers who did make, uh, make the all-decade team. Uh, as looking at this, too, sometimes you have good programs and good teams, and there's several good players on that team. Uh, Wisconsin comes to mind when I look at it, and I looked at stats, and, and I, I think Jared sent you a list of the guys that I thought were uh, snubbed, if you would. I don't like that because it's such a good list, but who didn't make it that could have been really considered. And Wisconsin had a lot of guys – that I can understand why they're not all decade team because of stats and maybe overall impact, but they were really good. And I just wonder if sometimes good programs have more teams on more players on the all decade team, but they could have a lot more too, because the it's spread out on, on your good programs. But Wisconsin really came to mind when I was looking at this. Yeah. I think part of that is because Wisconsin's best players individually were all on the same team. It's one of the reasons why they were probably uh, you know, if you think about it, they were probably the best, the best uh, Big Ten team of the decade. Uh, that that 2015 Wisconsin team was probably the best team. And you know, the unfortunate thing for that team was that they came along in a year when there were legitimately three other great teams. And in order in order to win the championship, uh, they had to beat. They would have had to beat all three of them. I mean, Arizona, which they played in the Elite Eight, then Kentucky, which was undefeated, and they beat in the semifinals, and then they, they had to play Duke. So the way their draw worked out, I mean, they had the highest mountain to climb. And if they had come along in that same group in another season in this decade, I think that they, I think they, they would have had a shot. You know, they, they would have had even a better shot to win it than they did. I mean, the Duke team that beat them was great. There were teams that won the championship in this decade. UConn 2014, UConn 2011, uh, a couple others that weren't great teams. Uh, Louisville in 2013 wasn't a great team. I mean, they were a championship team. They certainly earned it. But the kind of team that won it in 2015 with Duke or the kind of team that won it with Villanova in 2018, I mean, those were extraordinary teams that would win most every championship you know, that's been played for the last 30 years or so. But unfortunately, that UConn team, excuse me, that uh, Wisconsin team came along in a season where they just, you know, they, like I said, they would have had to beat three heavyweights in a row in order to win it. And there have been seasons when there are no heavyweights out there. Yeah, you had guys like Nigel Hayes, Sam Decker, and even before that, um, the point guard, these stats were tremendous. When I looked up Jordan Taylor, uh, 2010 through 2013, uh, if we wanted to debate, I would say maybe uh, for D'Angelo Russell or Aaron Kraft on that third. Uh, but those those kind of players are hidden a little bit when you look at uh, the top 15 or 16 people in a decade. But, boy, were they good, impactful players to watch in the Big Ten. But let's go to Indiana. It's the Indiana show. Uh, and I've, I've taken 20-some minutes to just talk to you about the Big Ten. Uh, two Indiana players uh, make the um, all-decade team from the Big Ten Network. And starting with second team, Victor Aladipo. Um, comment about his impact on, on Indiana basketball. And, and I think very deserving second team and – uh, I know Indiana fans would argue maybe first team, but I think second team, when you look at it, is probably where, where he should uh, fall. But um, Victor's impact on the Indiana basketball program. You know, in, in 2013, Sporting News named Victor the National Player of the Year. Now, we we name our team at the conclusion of the regular season, and I will be honest about why we do that. If I would be – I would prefer to name that team at the conclusion of the uh, – 
big of, of the conference tournaments, I would going into the first week of the tournament, I would prefer that. I don't, I don't buy naming it somewhere along the line in the tournament. So you have some tournament results, but not all of it. I think you need a complete set, so to speak. Like Major League Baseball doesn't name the MVP the, after the first round of the playoffs, you know, right. something like that. They, it's the regular season. And so for me, it's the reg- for us, it's the regular season. Now, it would be a better regular season, so to speak, if we could do it uh, the, the week after the conference tournaments. But to be all honest with you, if we did it, no one would notice. With the with the brackets and and on the importance that's put on onto that and the attention that it gets, it would just completely drown. So that's why we do it at the end of the regular season. So after Indiana got done winning the 2013 regular season, there was no question in my mind Victor Oladipo deserved the National Player of the Year because look at what I mean. You remember that was the best league race that that I certainly that in my time at BTN and that's now 11 years. Uh, the, the, because the, the, it was so high level. Michigan clearly was phenomenal. Uh, they, they go to the championship game. Michigan State was great. Indiana was phenomenal as well. I mean, they, they slugged it out. The games they played were incredible. That, that Michigan-Indiana game on that Sunday uh, in late February, early March, just, I mean, it was just amazing. And you win that game, you win, you know, even though Trey Burke was better statistically, uh, Victor did everything he needed to do down the stretch. Indiana did everything he needed. They needed to do winning that league. I think Victor was a worthy national player of the year. So we did select him. Uh, I, I feel great about that choice. Trey wound up winning a lot of them again, because Michigan went further in the tournament. And a lot of those are either picked after the regionals, uh, or somewhere along the way uh, toward that so that they can be awarded the, the final four. Uh, I, I, I feel great about what we were able to do. And Victor, you know, Victor making the second team here, I think it makes sense because he was a contributing player as a, as a sophomore. He was a, you know, sort of a experimental player as a freshman. He was a dominant player as a junior. Uh, if again, yeah, I, I don't have to tell Indiana fans, uh, if the Syracuse game had gone differently, uh, then they probably would have made the final four. And then Victor's place on this team might've changed if he'd gotten a chance to go that deep, because I mean, if they'd made the final four, they might've won the whole thing. They certainly were good enough. And and looking again, back at the first team, a lot of guys were national player of the year. And so you can see where they would get the most votes to be on the first team on the third team is Yogi Ferrell. Um, the Indiana point guard, um, two Big Ten titles. Talk, share why Yogi Ferrell's a third-team All-Big uh, Ten Network decade player. Yeah, I think it's forgotten how important a player he was and how impactful a player he was. To win, to, to win a Big Ten championship as a freshman and as a senior, really remarkable uh, to, to be able to do that. And he, and he carried a lot of the load as a senior. And it was a very uh, con- contributing player along, you know, in the, in the, in the interim years as well to, 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 to some success. Uh, but to, 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 to be able to run the offense for a team that was a veteran team and needed a point guard to put every, you know, to, not to put everybody into, into the proper place, but to get the ball to all the players who were going to be in the places they needed to be. Uh, 
that he was terrific. And then as a senior carried such a heavy load and, and then to get that team to the sweet 16 against a really difficult second round opponent in Kentucky that, I mean, that was, that was a, wasn't a heavyweight fight, but that was a great middleweight fight. I mean, a four or five matchup where both teams were really good, really motivated to play one another and played that game at a high level and Indiana prevailed, uh, really feel good about Yogi's position on this team. I hope he feels good about it. And then, you know, I, I really liked him as a young man and it's been great to watch him have success in the NBA and, and to continue to, 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 to succeed there, to, to be able to do, you know, to, to hold on to a job in that league. You know, I, I don't think people always understand. I mean, just being in that league, you have to be so great as a basketball player. There are wonderful basketball players playing in a lot of places around the world. To be in the league, you have to be phenomenal, and he's he's done an amazing job with that. So really cool to see him on there. Yogi really put uh, that team on his back um, in, in that uh, Big Ten championship season his senior year, and the, the, the big shot at Iowa to, to win the conference oh, yeah. um, was something I'll always remember. Uh, and again uh, – Going back to one of my previous questions, he was a four-year player, uh, and nothing against guys who go early to the pros. They're they're deserving, uh, and they need to go when their time is going. But you you give four years to a university, three years to a university, and, and you elevate um, them to championship level. That's that's good to see. And then the the one big, if we are going to debate here, Cody Zeller, um, just outstanding two years statistically, um, and the number one ranked team and two Sweet Sixteens, and and Cody Zeller is is not on the the all decade team. Uh, that that probably hurts us Indiana fans. Uh, but again, looking back, if you're going to put someone in, you got to take someone out. Uh, and I know you said you didn't vote for a couple people for the top two, but that, that that's tough. Uh, Jordan Murphy was a, a beast of a rebounder and offensive player for his four years. When I look back at it, you know Caleb Swan again was a dominant player that elevated Purdue. So if you're looking to replace a big. Um, but Cody Zeller not making it. Uh, can you can you help us uh, get over that a little bit, Mike? <laughs> well, you know, I, I if I were honest, I would. I if I were voting into that depth, I probably would have uh, would have included him. Or at least when I look at this team, I think there's I think there is room for for Cody on there. I, I think again uh, that Sweet Sixteen loss to Syr- to Syracuse, and not that. Oh, because they lost that game, you you don't vote for them. But because they didn't win it, there it's you know there's something there, there's something that wouldn't that would have been on his resume that isn't on his resume, and I think that that probably impacted him. But Cody had a great career, and it was one of the you know he, he was the reason why his ability to to run the floor uh, to 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 score at multiple levels. Uh, having a big guy like that was the reason Indiana went into that year as the, as a, as I believe if I remember correctly, he was our number, they were our number one team. You know, that's why they were able to win that league that year. Um, And, you know, he, he had a, he had a really fine career and a really fine sophomore year. I think the fact that Victor eclipsed him a little bit from the standpoint of making the big plays, making the money plays, being, uh, the guy maybe probably affected him making a team like this, but he did have a phenomenal career at uh, at, at Indiana, and 
you know, it's one of they, it, I think, like I said, I think that uh, I'm not going to make you feel better because I'm going to bring up maybe the, the, the lowest moment in some ways of the decade uh, for Indiana, because that, I mean, the impact of that game has, has a lot of resonance and it, it still continues to impact uh, Indiana basketball seven years later. Yeah, it was followed up with some struggles um, recruiting-wise, or not struggle, but just things didn't turn out uh, the way they were planned recruiting-wise, and, and you had some down years. And, and even in the 2016 year when Indiana won the Big Ten, um, they didn't start out so well with a, a bad run at Maui and, and we're, we're replaying all this negative stuff. But, um, you know, that, that was a that was a big thing. And when you look back, you know, um, Cody's right on that bubble, I feel, of this team. There were 16 players ended up selected. Obviously, uh, I think he's got to be 17 or 18. I know I sent you a, a list of, of guys that I thought of off the top of my head. There's some good players that weren't selected, so it's not a shame. You know, Gary Harris uh, is on the list. The Miles Bridges, you know, Robbie Hummel, if he doesn't get hurt, will probably definitely be an all-decade team. He's He voted yes. on this, which I found interesting, too, is that he, he knows these guys that he played against. That would be interesting to talk to Robbie about his selection. Yeah, it would. Uh, you know, I, from what I from what I gather, I believe that Robbie Hummel's ballot was Robbie Hummel. Rob, no, I'm not. <laughs> Robbie is just the best. He is a wonderful guy, uh, and it's it, you know, he's he's been such a, a great friend at the network. I love working with him. Uh, he's just phenomenal. Uh, and you know, honestly, if if he doesn't get hurt, his junior year, I believe that was. I think that's again another team that is a final four worthy team. They were, they were, they were, and I believe that was 11, which like I said, you know, um, I can't remember if I have the, but I think that was one of the years when we didn't have the deepest, uh, comp. maybe it was, the, maybe that was 2010 uh, that, that he got hurt. To, uh, and that was the year Duke won it. And look who was, you know, I mean, who, who was here in Indy it was Duke mm-hmm. and, and West Virginia and Michigan state and Butler. I'm, you know, not a, not a field that but that Purdue would have gone in and felt badly about whether they could have competed at that level. So, it really, you know, it's a shame for him that that worked out like that. Uh, Nick Stauskas, another player who, you know, he was a I believe he was Big Ten Player of the Year, um, didn't make it here. Uh, Deshaun Thomas, I believe, led the I, I'm almost certain led the league in scoring uh, in his last year as a as an Ohio State Buckeye. So that one of the things that you see when you look at the 15 guys who made it and then the dozen or, or more that could have made it is what a wonderful league this is from a basketball standpoint. And one of the reasons why it's been so much fun for me to be at BTN for, for these uh, past 11 years is getting a chance to really focus on, on what a wonderful basketball league it is and has been. The coaches are all great. The fans are all committed and into it. Lead the league in atten- lead the nation in attendance as a league every year for like the last 33, 34 years. It's you know it's been phenomenal to be a part of it, honestly. And I, I I can't look at this list and see anybody on it that I just say, man, I hated that guy, or I couldn't stand dealing with that guy, or I I you know I was they're all they were all such great gentlemen. Uh, to work with, uh, and, and, you know, uh, just an honor, uh, just a credit to the, to the conference. Just, they've been, they were really wonderful young men. 
I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And, and Coach Izzo was named the coach of the decade, obviously. There are great coaches in this league, which makes it just uh, as competitive as ever. So here's to hoping that Archie Miller is the, the coach of the next decade and Trace Jackson <laughs> Davis is the first of many Hoosiers to make the next all-decade team because he has a great year this coming year. And so, Mike, when you vote uh, again in 10 years, make sure you keep us in mind and uh, for, your, for your votes. <laughs> Yeah, if things go the way that I'm sure Trace would want them to and Hoosiers fans, you know, then then he'll be that Evan Turner for the next right. generation, right? Yeah. Like he'll only played four months or three months or whatever in 2020, but yeah. maybe it'll be a great three or four months. So, yeah, let's hope that works out. Well, it for everyone listening, it wasn't much of a debate because I, I just agreed with a lot of the selections, but maybe it did open up uh, – uh, our eyes a little bit to the selection process and to how difficult it was to really come up with this list and the actual process. I didn't know that everyone was just given uh, 10 slots to vote for. Uh, we appreciate you coming on and talking uh, basketball as you do on Banner Monday. Uh, you have great insight. You do great work. And uh, the Big Ten is just a, a great place to be a fan. Uh, and for you to, to work inside the Big Ten network, I'm sure uh, well you've just said it was, it's been a great place and uh, it's Great, great work on uh, the All-Decade team. Well, thanks very much, Brian. It's always a delight to talk, to spend a Monday afternoon with you, and uh, and I hope we do it again soon. All right. We will be uh, back in touch with you soon and uh, hopefully have some good news about the upcoming basketball season uh, being held as, as normal. So that take care, good. my friend. Take care, Brian. Thank you. We'll see you. That'll do it for our show. Well, turn, t- tune in Thursday night. Uh, assembly call radio uh, it'll be uh three of us guys uh talking uh indiana basketball and check into our uh, community assembly call backslash community uh for some uh information and we'll see you next week sticky notes email alerts a string around your finger they're just not big enough so here's a big reminder from the california lottery the mega millions jackpot is over 250 million Whew. play now please play responsibly must be 18 years or older to purchase player five Sticky notes, email alerts, a string around your finger. They're just not big enough. So here's a big reminder from the California Lottery. The Mega Millions jackpot is over $250 million. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player five. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.